Nazi Media, Staff U.S. News, Hopewell, VA Cover Photo Courtesy, NBC 29. Four inmates at a federal minimum custody facility in Hopewell, Virginia, reportedly escaped from the facility overnight. A report from CBS News said, the four escapees were inmates at the Federal Correctional Complex Petersburg Satellite Camp. The four inmates were discovered missing at approximately 1.45 a.m. according to the prison's incident report. Photo courtesy, CBS News. The inmates have been identified as 41-year-old, Corey Branch, who was serving a 160-month prison sentence for possession of fentanyl with intent to distribute, and being a felon in possession of a firearm. 44-year-old, Tavares Lahuan Graham, who was serving a 120-month prison sentence for possession with intent to distribute 500 grams or more of cocaine, 28 grams or more of cocaine base, crack, and possession of a firearm in furtherance of a drug trafficking crime. 30-year-old Rashawn Willis, who was serving a 216-month prison sentence for possessing and concealing a stolen firearm, and possession of a firearm by a convicted felon. 46-year-old Kareem Allen Shaw, who was serving a 194-month prison sentence for conspiracy to possess with intent to distribute a measurable, amount not given, quantity of heroin. Nazi Media. Books, Escape from Necropolis. Author, Louis Leach III. Social, Facebook, Kareem Rahman Twitter, Black underscore EB 932. Episode 3 A Night in Paradise. As the Doobie brothers, and their cousin Trigger moved in on Mente, for what was certainly about to be a critical beatdown, I held on to Momo a little tighter. She was jonesing to get back into the action, that was surely just starting. I was fully expecting her to start swinging on me again, but she didn't. Instead, she turned around and gave me that same heart-stealing smile that she had been using to steal my heart, and probably a bunch of others, since our Conwell days. Little shit like that used to work on me back when I was a child, but I'm a grown-ass man now. And honestly, I'm even more confused about why she always smiled at me like that every now and then. Anyways, chairs and table-throwing type of shit broke out shortly after the dubbies entered. Why? Once again, some territorial shit that has been going on way too long around here. Tay was from Huntingdon Street, and the doobies weren't. Luckily, cooler heads prevailed before things got too far out of hand. But, that wasn't really the big picture here. At least not from where I was standing. The bigger picture involved me and Momo. I never let her go during the entire little scuffle that almost broke out. She never asked me to let go of her that whole time either. At some point she put her hands on top of mine, and just let them touch, as I held her by the waist. I know it sounds dumb, but I felt. Come on Momo. We came out to party tonight, not for all of this drama. Wow, if there was a picture of cock blocking in the dictionary, this is what it would have looked like. I'm pretty sure of that shit. Tyhesa's drunk ass just jumped right in and grabbed Momo by the arm. Hold up. Give me a minute. Momo said as she playfully slapped Ty's hand away, before she turned and looked at me. Rain check? She said through her lovely smile. I had no idea what I was rain checking, but I nodded in the affirmative anyway. I watched Momo as she turned and walked away, after we exchanged numbers, and a hug. Momo, Michelle, and Trina headed for the exit. This was likely just the first stop on a night of burhopping for the three. I watched as Monty followed them out the door. I laughed as I shook my head. Defuke is going on over there? I said out loud without even meaning to. High stakes poker game. I heard a voice respond to my inquiry. Dash. It was my youngin Vic. And he was with one of my other favorite youngins Deepwaters. But, these dudes didn't look like the same youngins that I remember. 
12 years ago these little jokers were going to the store for dudes like myself. Now, these two were standing in front of me, all decked out in three-piece suits that had to easily have set them back $10,000-$50,000. EAZ. Vic was wearing a watch that was so expensive, that I wouldn't even attempt to tell you I know how to pronounce the shit. And deep waters? Man, this joker had on a ring that had so many diamonds in it, that the bar could have turned off the lights, and we'd still be lit. You heard? These two cats were the living definition of fly. But, they were still my youngins. I had to grind these weird little niggas up a little. At least, for old time's sake, right? My two favorite people in the world, Victor Whip Cream Land and Deep Dickhead. I managed to get out of my mouth before I bust out laughing. As I looked over at the two, my smile began to fade. These jackasses didn't even crack a smile. As a matter of fact, it was starting to feel like these jokers were about to scuff my boots in this joint. If you know, you know, it might have been the Victor Whip Creamland John. It could have been the Deep Dickhead John too, though. Either way, I think I may have gone too far with the funny shit this time. Vic and Deep looked at me, before they looked at each other and bust out laughing. I took a deep breath as I laughed with them. I thought this shit was about to go in a different direction. You still gamble? Deep asked me as he looked into my eyes. I looked down at my feet. I always did this when I was about to lie. Dash. The reason I left the neighborhood 12 years ago was not because I was looking for a fresh start as I've told a few people. The real reason I left was gambling. Well, gambling debts. I pulled an old-fashioned skadoodle move, grew wings and flew away, ran off on the plug. Didn't matter what you called it. I did it. I owed people a shitload of money. I owed gravy to a lot of mean hombres around this motherfucker. Feel me? All of my troubles came from gambling. I was one of those people who never won. Seriously. Like, never. Even when I won, I was still down, because I probably just won a lot less than I'd lost earlier today, or the day before. You still with me? No? Let me make it a little easier for you to understand. I was a real loser, at gambling. My luck was a little different with the ladies though. If you catch my drift. Wink wink. Anyway, Vic and Deep didn't own the bar, but they did own the casino in the basement, which was the reason Deep asked if I still gambled. The last group of people I wanted to be around right now were, gamblers. I just told you I owed Lodi, Dadi, and every motherfucking body around this bitch money. 95% of that shit I owed, came from loan sharking motherfuckers. The other 5% was owed to Jessica, and that wasn't a money debt. I think Jess was out for blood. That's a whole other story. And I hope to take that one to the grave with me. But yeah, if I ever ran into Jess, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if she killed me, or tried to. That bitch crazy. Just saying her name sends chills down my spine. Dash. I knew I was going to go downstairs and check out the action the second I was asked to. Hell, what was the worst that could happen? I'm pretty sure everyone I owed money to 12 years ago are dead, locked up, or moved on to some other form of making income by now. I hoped. But, I seriously doubted that loan sharking was still as big a thing as it was around here 12 years ago. I doubted I would see anyone I owed money to around here. The moment I stepped into the casino I recognized a few familiar faces. The weird-ass bull Jack was sitting at the poker table with pretty-ass Jamila from Up Park Avenue. I always wanted to get with her. She was the baddest joint in the hood back in the day. By the looks of things, she still was. So why the fuck was she with that weird-ass nigga? Things that made you say, hmm. Anyway, it wasn't money, that was for sure. Jamila had always been known as one of the biggest gamblers around here, 
and after taking a look at her neck, wrist, and diamond earrings, Sis was still doing it big. I smiled as I looked in Jamila's direction. She smiled as she waved at me. I gave a nod to the weird-ass bull Jack, as I continued to scan the room for familiar faces in the crowded casino. Hey stranger. I heard someone say from behind, before I felt a hand on my shoulder. If it was one thing I knew, it was the feel of a woman's hands on my body. This was definitely a woman with her hand on my shoulder. I smiled as I turned around to see what beauty awaited my eyes. It was fucking Jessica. The one person I was hoping to avoid running into more than any other person in the world right now. Hey Jess, how you been? I asked as nonchalantly as possible. I thought I did a pretty good acting job. The truth was that I was sweating bullets, and might be feeling some actual ones shortly. You know how I've been. I've been waiting to do this. Jess whispered into my ear before she cupped my balls in her hand. I could feel her begin to squeeze me nads. It wasn't a light squeeze either. Sis had my nuts in a vice grip at the moment. Things sure have changed since I've been gone. I remember when having your balls cupped used to be a pleasant experience. This was not a pleasant experience. This was that bullshit. I dared not say a word to Jess about it, but I said this shit to myself, right before I dropped to my knees from the pain of being used as a fresh orange, who just had the orange juice squezed out of it. Jess had finally freed the balls and I dropped right to the ground and balled up like a baby, as I grabbed me nads and writhed around on the floor in extreme pain. Jess laughed before she kicked me in the back. Come to my office and see me before you leave this casino, dickhead. Jess said calmly before she turned and walked away. Office? I asked, mostly to myself. What the fuck was she talking about? What office? Read every episode of Escape from Necropolis here.